Welcome to my podcast, Peace, Love, and Pets. I am your host, Sandy Kamen Wisniewski. Join me and my guests as we share our personal stories of struggles and triumphs as we continue our path of spiritual growth. We'll share story after story, many that include animals, our great teachers in this life. We are all souls living a human experience on paths of self-discovery here on planet Earth. On this podcast, my goals are to give you tools to help serve you on your personal path of evolution. Individually and collectively, we can create a world filled with peace and love. Let's do it together. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Peace, Love, and Pets. I am your host, Sandy Kamen Wisniewski. I am the founder and director of Animal Education and Rescue, a nonprofit humane society and rescue for animals. You can visit our website at www.aear.org. You can also learn more about my other services on my website, www.mindfulspirit.net. If you are interested in any of my books, you can find them on my website, sandykamenwisniewski.com. Hello, everyone. This is... Hello, everyone. This is Sandy Kamen Wisniewski, and this is my podcast, Peace, Love, and Pets. And what you just heard in the background was not, was, my, was not my, well, it was one of our guests, yeah, that's true. was Zeus, a dog that is available for adoption. And he is here visiting us here in our, in our uh, studio right now. And he shook his body and the spit went flying because he is a boxer after all. And uh, so if you are looking to adopt a adorable six-year-old boxer, check out our website at aear.org and you will see Zeus there if this is a newer podcast. Or maybe you will be watching this and Zeus will have already gotten adopted. I don't know. But he's a funny dude. He, they're, they're, my guests are both laughing at Zeus's antics. He is a funny dog. <laughs> so anyway, let's get on with the podcast. So uh, I have two guests with me today. And it is my friend, Kathy Radicek. Hello. <laughs> and it is my other half, uh, Chuck Wisniewski. Hello. And we are going to do a very organic, what words are we using? Natural. 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 Freestyle. Not reverse. Unplanned. Unplanned freestyle podcast. So, and I want to just put it out into the universe to all of wise ones, far wiser than us that are not sharing this earth plane with us, that are here to help us, that we are asking them to help guide us so that we can guide our listeners into helping them in whatever they need right now here in this moment. How about that? That's great. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Ooh, this is a really deep one. Another <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah, what was the last one again? I don't know. Uh, listen to the Oh, the last episode. one was um yeah, you got to listen years. to the one called Baby Steps. It's um how are you living you are you living the life you've always wanted to live? That was the yeah. last question. This one's deeper. Oh lord. All right. That's it. 
That's it. You're so psychic. Ah, psycho, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so the question is, <laughs> ready? Yeah. Brace yourself, feet on the floor. Putting his poopers on me. <laughs> <laughs> is okay. What do you think about organized religion? Oh, I think they're a crack of shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is PG. <laughs> I think they're a crock. I think they're a terrible business. Has nothing to do with religion at all. About wait. money. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Whose turn? Wait, <laughs> wait. Let's let me read this again. Yeah. And everybody that is religious here or call yeah. themselves religious of any faith, yeah. we ask you to please don't stop listening to this right, right. now. Right, it's just okay? my opinions of... of well, and she's going to explain herself, but yeah. the key is if you're listening to this podcast, okay, we already did a segment on vegetarianism and we asked you to please bear with us because we bear with all of you meat eaters all over the world all the time and we still love you. So we ask you to please... Bear with the vegetarian segment. So now I'm asking everybody that is religious to please bear with us as you listen to three different perspectives on organized religion. Okay? All right. I want to preface that because Kathy was very <laughs> strong that, in what she her said. her personal yeah. experience with her religion. But we're, and we're going to have her elaborate on that, why it is. Because right. I can tell you this about Kathy, is that Kathy... From my understanding, she told me that she had she was really religious for a period of time, mm -hmm. and she also dug pretty deep into learning about all different kinds of religions. So yeah. this is a person that has has some knowledge of different kinds of religions. So it's not somebody that doesn't know what she's at least from her perspective what right. she's talking what about. My truth is what her truth is. But you know what? Let's back up. Let's back up. Let's get some history from both of you, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I think that will help everybody understand where you're coming from now. All right, so let's start with Chuck this time because I started with Kathy last time. So, Chuck, <laughs> uh, what? how were you raised in what religion and, uh, and how are you now? I was raised Roman Catholic. Um, one of my aunts was a nun. My grandmother believed in all the holy smokes and oils and special pendants to save me from the realms of uh, purgatory. Um, and you saved your two children from going to hell because they got baptized. They got baptized, right. Um, I had a lot of questions growing up that I saw inconsistencies with what was being taught, and I never got solid answers for that. You ended up with, because it says so, because God says so, or because there's a plan, but we don't know it. So before you get into your opinion now, so just a little bit more background. So you also were part of a church, and your mom right. volunteered a lot at that church. My mom was the secretary for the school that was attached to the church. So very involved, and I know that you were, um, is it christened? What, did, what is that it's called? It's Roman Catholic, it's Christian. No, I, no, no. You he's were, not a boat. No. The boats get christened. <laughs> what, what? No, no you were, no, when you were like a, a bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, but it's something. <laughs> confirmation. You were yeah, confirmation. Yeah. Right, right. So I went to religious school through eighth grade. That was my point. Right. Okay, then, then so pretty religious. Catholic. Right, so yeah, we were. Um, did you go to church every week? We went to church every week, yes. Um, okay, so we'll get into your thoughts on that now in a minute, but let's just get some background on Kathy's 
like childhood upbringing? What religion were you brought up in? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no really, there was no instructed religion. Okay. But you have experiences with religion, so yeah, share about I that. Saw, yeah, because as a kid, I sought out churches and places to go. And Jewish places. And Jewish places, synagogues and shoals and all of that, yes. And, you know, the Catholic Church was the closest church to my house as well. Chuck and I were neighbors when we were kids. Um, and I had a horrible experience at that church because of some family history things. And so I never went back again. I didn't feel welcomed. I didn't feel comfortable. It was a horrible horrible experience she had there horrible so um as i as i got older and could drive <laughs> then i went to lots of different <clears throat> denominations of christian you when know, you were a kid well young person like like a teenager 16 yeah 16 17 by yourself yeah it's yeah. interesting because i had no one else who wanted to go they were all like you know no we don't want to do that we want to go drink box wine under the bridge and i'm like yeah but there's more to this than that and did you ever go to synagogue with me? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And, I, and I've been to Baptist churches, and I've been to, you know, Lutheran, Catholic, of course. I've had probably the most fun at non-denominational churches because those churches, everybody's there, all walks of life, all shades of color. Um, didn't matter if you were sitting next to a, a Muslim or if you were sitting next to a Jew or if you were sitting next to a Catholic person or, you know, it didn't matter. Everyone was there having their community, their time of community and, and connection, and they were all worshiping the Lord, whatever that meant to them, whether it was Buddha or Joshua or whoever it was. Okay. So interesting because both Chuck and Kathy grew up very different with their uh, foundation of religion and then add a third person which is me who also grew up very different from the two of them I grew up I was adopted to a family that was conservative Jews and I went to a private Jewish school for the first up till the middle of seventh grade I was bat mitzvahed um, we kept kosher uh, we celebrated Shabbat the Sabbath Friday nights um, celebrated all the holidays, uh, very, very tight-knit, close-knit Jewish family, very clannish. Um, and so up until I went to public school, I didn't know anybody that, except maybe a neighbor and our cleaning woman that was not Jewish, mm. and you in mm -hmm. high school. But um, so, yeah, so that was my foundation. So we come from very different, very different upbringings. And now let's dive deep into our experiences thereafter and where we all stand with organized religion now. You want to start, Chuck? Uh, first of all, just, you know, Kathy came on kind of strong <laughs> in the beginning. I, 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 you know, I'd like to acknowledge that there's a lot of good from organized religions. You know, they do, they're, you know, there's Catholic charities that feed, you know, and take care of people that have no, no other, no one else around to help them. Yeah, they, they have like, meals yeah. on wheels. Um, there, there is, there, there really is a lot stuff. of good from people coming together in an organized way, whether it's religious or non-religious or God-based or non-God-based. 
So um, that's, and so by the way, that's it. not what Kathy was talking about. Kathy was talking about the actual experience she had. I don't know what it no, was. No, but, but not of the services that there, what you're saying is a valid point too, is there are a lot of really great services out there through organized groups of people put on to help the community. So right. we want to honor yeah. that. And yeah, Kathy sure. knows that too. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, sure. and I mean, you know, I would... Some some people say that Buddhism isn't a religion, and some people say it is, depending on the definition. Um, there are uh, you know temples, Buddhist temples, and people get together and and meditate together. Culturally, so like Judaism is. I mean, Ju being Jewish is a religion for sure, but I think it's also a culture, just it's, like with being a Buddhist. I, I mean, there there, there are life. people that are born into religions or the idea of being Buddhist because the country's Buddhist. But they don't. They've never practiced or read anything about Buddhism, and I think you have both Jewish people and Christians that go to church once a year or to the synagogue once a year, because that's just who they are. They identify with the with the people around them, and, and they connect with people that way. And that's just another organization um, outside of whether you really believe in whatever the organization or the religion says you're supposed to believe in. Um, for me, uh, again, I didn't get all the answers I needed in, in you know, Christianity and in Roman Catholic Church. Uh, it didn't teach you how to be the master of your own mind. Um, there was a lot of, you know, it's God's will, or you will be punished. Um, and I had a big problem with how can there be an all-powerful, all-loving God if I'm going to be punished. But at the same time, you can do bad things and then ask for forgiveness. I did, that didn't make any sense to me either, <laughs> because then you're not responsible for your own actions ever. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that didn't really add up or make sense to me at one point, and um, just it just I fell away from the church because I never got what I needed from it. Um, now, at the core of of Christianity, the only real words we have from from christ um make sense you know the ten commandments make sense love everyone respect but from that we got way far away from that uh and i think that uh over the years um well i know for a fact that the people in charge the government so so or the emperor adopted christianity and used it to control the people um, it's the same thing in Judaism. They keep, you mentioned keeping kosher. That was the, there was a few wise people that knew that uh, you know milk spoiled in the heat, <laughs> and so they said we're going to create these laws, these kosher laws. We're going to tell the people God said this to me, and make it you you're going to be punished by God if you don't follow these rules. And they did that for the safety of the people, but they used the power of God to to incite fear into people. So when I finally found Buddhism and I found out, hey, no, I'm responsible for everything I do and think and feel. I can't put it off on a god. There's no, you know, it's me. It, it all starts and ends with me, my attitude, my actions, my thoughts, and how I live my life. And then Buddhism gave me those tools to, to deal with that. That was never available to me in Christianity. Um, Okay. So I don't think I don't have a bad uh, anything bad to say about Christianity. I'm sure that there's a lot of people that uh, live their life and live a good life and are, are good Christians and have a good experience from that. And 
Um, you know, I in talking with people about all kinds of things, there are people that believe in things and they don't want to operate outside of those beliefs. So if you know, if someone believes that God has a plan for them, and that is their comfort zone, and they don't want to go outside of that, um, and they're not doing anyone else any harm, that's their path. And, and you can you can just supplement God for the universe, um, or universal power, or you know nature. Um, okay, interesting. Okay, Kath. I I I think what did you learn from all of your uh studying of all these different religions and kind of embracing a lot of it what are your thoughts about organized religion now You know at the core of you know let's because I don't want to show my entire ignorance but let's just do the core religions all the different varieties of Christian, right? Because there's a couple few in there, whether it's Lutheran, Baptist, you know. There's a lot of them, Then you have right. Judaism, Muslims, you know, I mean, it kind of goes on. All of them at the core is coming from a place of love. But when it became organized, which is how, which is how you read that question, which mm-hmm. is why it triggered me, that's when it became a business. And that's when the churches failed us. That's when our pastors and our rabbis and our priests... They they kind of lost their way, and all all of the rest of us kind of followed along. To this day, I still don't like organized religion. If someone were to ask me, I'm a Christian, absolutely, but I'm much more spiritual than I am religious. Um, I don't, you know, the same people who are on the church who are in the church on Sunday are being not good Christians anymore come Monday. And they live their lives doing horrible, terrible things, and they go to church on Sunday and they think, well, okay, salvation, because like how Chuck said, doesn't matter basically what I do as long as I say I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness. No, that, that, that's, that's been construed from man. If there were ever holy words spoken, man, human or male, I think has twisted it and to turn it into something that it was not supposed to be. And yeah, I believe that, you know, source, God, energy of all being, whatever you want to refer to it as, I think is a, comes from a loving place. I don't think it's all hell and brimstone and fire if you're, you know, if you're naughty and you speed, and which, you know, is dangerous. Do Is that something you should go to hell for? No, but it's still a sin in the Bible. If you read the sin, it's no different if you cheat on your wife or if you speed. It's still a sin. That, that doesn't work. That that's that was man, primarily male, who took those words to control, to make laws, to keep people submissive. Well, there's there's, yeah. there's the realms of purgatory. So that it, it they all might be a sin, but there's different levels of sin. And, and, and the idea is to but, scare people into behaving. Yeah, yeah. But in in different philosophy, the idea is that when when people do the right thing because it's the right thing. Yeah. With not because out of fear, right? You're going to have a much better society, right? Well, in Judaism, they call it mitzvahs. For example, when you do something just to be good and you don't brag about it, you don't talk about it, you get a jewel for your crown. But that's, that's the that's the other side of it. You shouldn't be doing good things to get a reward either, right? And as long as you don't talk about it, I mean, it's kind of like, <laughs> and I've had conversations with Jewish friends about this. It's kind of like if you rob from the rich. But you don't tell anybody about it, and you give that money to the poor. It's no longer a sin, and you're getting a you're getting a jewel for it, or gem for it. Where in principle it sounds very lovely. You should do 
you should do things for people, not brag about it, you know? But if part of what you did was wrong to begin with, even though you turned it into something good, you should, why are you getting rewarded for that? I mean, those those little things, it's what tripped me up because yes, not one of those Bibles or books of scripture from any religion that I've read, did any one of them make sense to me? I, 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 I am most attracted to things that are coming from a loving and forgiving place. Um, the Bible has that, of course, first and second testament, the Quran. If anybody really stopped to read the Quran and try to understand it, not just pick, pick, pick piece, piecemeal little bits um, to make it more hateful and scary. I mean, I think it's a lovely religion. Again, it's been misstrewed and corrupted to. Yeah. So let me let me tell you my viewpoint. Um, growing up in a very, uh, I would say isolated type of environment of all Jewish people around me, and it was very clannish, is I saw a lot of division amongst people. I mean, you know, ironically, I'm sitting across from two people that were completely divided from what I grew up in. And then your mom tried to stop. Right. Back in the day. So when I first met Kathy, when we were 15 and 16... My mom didn't want me to be friends with Kathy because she wasn't Jewish. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, she weaseled her way into <laughs> my mom's heart and soul. And yeah. my mom loves her, yeah. loves her now. And um, they have a good relationship. But then I go and make a horrible decision in my mother's <laughs> eyes to start dating a non-Jew. He wasn't even a doctor. And he wasn't a doctor. <laughs> and who's going to take care of me? And uh, and he was Roman Catholic, which was worse. Yeah. And so we were the I was Chuck and I were the first in our family to marry outside of our faiths. And for his family, it wasn't a big deal. For my family, it was a huge big deal, and it was a great disappointment. And my mom, it took her a long time. And two other, three other, a very close family members to marry outside the faith for my mom to get with the program. Uh, but Chuck and I were the first to to <laughs> get married. We broke the ice. So, um, you know, so my perspective was a couple things. First of all, I have always known since I was a little kid that the that that there was something to the power of love, um, and I didn't know what that meant because I certainly did not experience it in the Jewish faith. I didn't experience it in uh, my everyday life other than within nature and animals. I didn't really see it within neighbors or communities. I didn't see the power of love. Um, and so uh, for me, it was extremely confusing and I felt and I still feel like, not as much though, it's changing, but for sure in the past that people were boxed in certain categories. You're either a Christian, you're a Jew, you're a Muslim, you're an atheist, you're agnostic, you're whatever you are. And everybody was divided. And that is totally counter to everything intuitively I knew was right for humanity and for the world, which was that we are all connected in love. <laughs> it's totally opposite of what it was supposed to be. Um, I agree with both of what Chuck and 
uh, Kathy said, I agree with both of them on all accounts, ironically, and we all come from very different backgrounds and we all come uh, to the same place. I'll tell a story. And Kathy, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard my Jesus story? No. Really? I don't think so. <laughs> you got to hear the story. What, what story? Jesus. My Jesus story. This was crazy. Okay. Yeah. It was amazing. So if you don't know this already or haven't read my bio, gone to my website, um, in addition to running a humane society for animals, I'm also an intuitive healer and medium. And so, and so, uh, you know, I oftentimes get, get visits from people that have passed away. I, I do intuitive readings. I had a conversation, a pretty impactful <laughs> conversation with Kathy's mother who's passed away and we really hope that she's in a good place now. Um, but in any case, um, you know, remember I was a little Jewish girl growing up in the suburb of Highland Park, Illinois, which is predominantly Jewish. And um, one day, this is about seven <clears throat> years, six years ago now, six or seven years ago or now, and I was walking from my house to my office where I did, I had a client waiting for me to do an energy healing. And I was going down a path. Um, and uh, at that time, I had gone through obviously a lot of changes as far as my uh, belief in religion. And I was very spiritual, but certainly I have not practiced Judaism since I was a kid. Um, and I started hearing in my earbuds the song Jesus Take the Wheel which is a beautiful song by uh, Carrie Underwood I believe mm -hmm. beautiful song she's got a great voice mm -hmm. and I was listening to the song and all of a sudden I felt a presence to my right side and this is I still get embarrassed saying it because it sounds so ridic ridiculous <laughs> is I just knew that it was Jesus I just knew Jesus was on my right-hand side. And I said telepathically to him, I said, uh, why are you here visiting me? I'm just a Jewish girl from Highland Park. <laughs> <laughs> and um, his response was that he just came to check on me and see how things were going. And then I said, well, you know, I'm walking the walk. I'm trying to do what I'm doing. But I, like, I was really embarrassed that he was there because in what I was raised in, you didn't even say, like, it was almost sacrilegious to say the name Jesus. Yeah, Jesus Your mom Jesus wouldn't even come to our Jesus. house because I had a Christmas tree Right, right. So, I mean, that it was, was like, it was like a bad, it was, it, you know, like it was something we just didn't talk about. So it was really uncomfortable for me. And I and then he all of a sudden downloaded to me all of this information about himself. Basically, he said to me that he was a healer like I'm a healer and that his his what he want what he aspired to do, what he wanted to do in his lifetime was to heal the world and heal humanity and that everybody misunderstood his intentions and they took him as being more than he was. He was a humble healer that wanted to help the world. And instead, everybody put him on this giant pedestal that is not, that wasn't the purpose. It backfired on him. It backfired on humanity and it didn't work for the betterment of 
the human race. And he went on to tell me that um, what he's been doing since he died was he has been kind of, he said he used the, the terminology, he said he's like, I'm a manager to the light workers. And he basically said what he does is he checks in with light workers all around the world and checks in with them to see how they're doing and help them and assist them in any way they ca that he can to help them to, um, to continue on the mission of creating light and love in the world, that the world is changing and we're manifesting this new way, this new coming together in love. And he said, you're one of the light workers. And in frustration, I said, but I don't, I'm, who am I? I'm just this little kid from the suburbs of Chicago. And I don't feel like I'm making any difference at all. I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels. How many years ago was this? It's like five years ago or so. And he said, and he said, look, look behind you and around you. And then he showed me all of these energy balls, for lack of a better way of saying, all these lights spinning around me. There had to have been 100, 200 of them. And he said, these are souls that are not in human body right now that are here helping you achieve your missions that you want to achieve in this lifetime. And I, and, and I said, so there's light workers all over that have these beings of light all around them, helping them too. And he said, it's lighting up the world. You're all changing the world. All of you, every single one of you are changing the world. And my job is just to make sure it gets done. And um, he said, you can call on me anytime you need me. And I'll be there for you to help you spread the message of love. And uh, that was a profound thing for me to experience because I knew nothing about Jesus and I had no teachings on Jesus because we didn't talk about that. And after I, I then started like voraciously reading about Jesus and listening to, uh, you know, watching or uh, other, there's actually some, some people in the metaphysical world that actually um, channel Jesus. And sure enough, everything that he told me, everything I read and listened to, um, validated what I heard from him. It was really incredible. It was really incredible. So just using that experience and what Jesus told me, I'm embarrassed to say, but I think that's the direction we're taking. I really do. I, I do believe it. Even before he, I just didn't, I hadn't put it in words and I didn't have anyone backing me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just was doing it on my very own lonesome self, carrying my little torch, not realizing that I had all of this help. Um, so. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Because it's not that I'm not a believer. I just, and you know, again, because I'm triggered, the, the, the phrase, how you started the question with organized religion, you know, I, I don't care for it, yeah. but 
the religions themselves are not bad. It's just the people who take them and organize them into big houses and big temples and big churches, and then they go back to their big mansions with their big SUVs. I have issue with. Yeah, it's the it's the the money aspect of it. It's not. Yeah, they turned it into a business. Yeah, and also um, the separation of church and state. That's another interesting twist on all of that. Um, is is uh, taking God out of schools um, is an interesting discussion to kind of go along with organized religion. Because then, what what God are you going to talk about? Are you right. going to talk to the God or talk about the God that the Jews pray to, right. or that the Catholics pray to, or 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 what? You know? not, that's not a separate God. It's not the God that they pray to. they all praying to the same God. Yeah, you and I um, know that, but there are Jewish people out there and Christian people out there who will tell you differently. So, I mean, that's the, the idea, right, because the of, idea Jesus of separation being of church God and state, and then, right, Jews the idea right, of the separation of church right. and state is often misunderstood by people. The idea, original, our founding fathers basically was giving us the freedom to practice any religion we wanted, saying that we're not going to adopt a state Mm-hmm. Religion, run religion, so there was no need to take it out of the schools because that wasn't an official state religion. They were just saying praising God and saying well, and also we they, were they weren't they weren't teaching a specific religion. Yeah. That's all they knew. Yeah. So they, they didn't have to worry about Jews coming from Israel <clears> or you know t- tens of thousands of people coming from Iraq and Iran who. S- practice something else they didn't have to think about that right then they they didn't i don't even know if that had been something anybody would have even acknowledged that was so far away back they did the they understood believe you me you think yes they knew well, about they, they knew about they knew about the different religions yes known about but it no did, that they, we physically were dealing with people from different religions back then to the to the scores that we are now i don't know well in their you know the same level of our civilization then and how it affected them yes they mm-hmm. there was definitely dealing with and throughout history i mean there's been wars over religion throughout Which history is, i mean and they knew that our founding fathers were aware of that and i think that was part of their idea of not having an official state religion and that to acknowledge that there's a creator and some of them were atheists but they saw a value in, in, in mm-hmm. honoring something bigger than ourselves. Well, and okay, so that brings to my way of thinking. And of course, I'm always really at heart a visionary and seeing the big picture and seeing the vision of the future is I believe, I'm confident that what's going to happen, you know, the pendulum always swings one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's when we find that middle ground is where all the beauty is and all the goodness and, and so forth is I think we are going to squeeze out of and gleam out of uh, all the religions, what we talked about, the essence of love and connection. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are inevitably going to come to is this place of connecting and love so when people use the word god in the future it's going to equal love love equals god god equals love it, it's one and the same Absolutely. that's what's going to happen and it is happening just the fact that we can have this conversation and we can air it on a podcast is a huge thing it's a huge thing because in the past 
I can tell you in, with the Jewish faith in Russia, even today, you know, um, and certainly in the past, you had to hide yourself of certain religions or certain ways of thought. The, the fact that we can talk about this and that I think that's number one is being able to talk about and flush out what works and doesn't work in, in organized religion and what does work. I think we all agree that it's love. Mm-hmm. And we all come from very different backgrounds. Yeah, that's for sure. Want any anything to add on that? To that? I'm thinking. I think we we kind of worked through everything. I think so. Do you? Yeah, I do too. I think we we handled that too really well. Yay us. Yay us. We did it. We did it. So I hope that for all of you that are listening to this podcast, that maybe you gleamed a little bit out of it that will help serve you in some way in your life. And just know that all three of us sitting here with you and the dog Zeus, who is now finally laying down relaxing. Now that we're done. Now that we're done. Are all human beings and dogs that are trying to live our life and navigate our life coming from a place of love, which is the core of every religion. And so know that we care about you very much. And we hope that in your life that you can find your life being centered in love as well. So with that, this is uh, Sandy and Kathy and Chuck and Zeus. And this is my podcast, Peace, Love, and Pets. Until next time, bye everyone. Are you interested in reading more stories of animals that shape our lives? Check out all my books that are available for sale at www.sandykamenwisniewski.com. Are you looking to adopt a new family member? See all of our available dogs, cats, rabbits, guinea pigs, birds, and much more on our website at www.aear.org.